0: janai broom (laughs) are you kidding me this is happening in auburn alabama listen we're a football school
1: but we're also an everything school you are
0: locked on auburn your
1: daily podcast on the auburn tigers part of the locked on podcast network
0: your team every day Yes, welcome on into Locked on Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. Daryl Daprich joining me on Locked on Auburn's The Henry Service Company post game show. Give them a call for all of your HVAC, plumbing, electrical needs. They've got you covered. 334 288 2700. Alabama license number 00021. Daryl. Uh, There's a lot of different ways we could go, but we've got to start with when you look at the box score, 27 points from the big man down low, Janai Broom going into this, the storyline was okay, South Carolina, they kind of stink down low, that's a potential mismatch, boy was that the understatement of the season.
1: Yeah, they definitely uh, maximized what, what was a perceived weakness. You know, they game-planned yeah. for Auburn being able to take advantage of some of that in the paint, and I don't have it in front of me right now. I bet you do with your big, new, gorgeous monitor. Uh, what Auburn did, points in the paint, it was absolutely uh, one-sided and lopsided. And I think anytime you talk about having an advantage in the paint, on the block, it starts with Jani Broom. He had come off three some part, twenty. Yeah, I mean, plus 26 in the paint is huge. Unreal. Yeah. And you know, he had come off some subpar performances. Uh there was that that talk that there was a toe problem and man, did he put that to rest and just absolutely come out and take this, I mean, he looked like a man amongst boys. When he plays like that and Wendell plays that way mm-hmm. and recognizes that Broom is is the man and gets the ball in his hands, uh they were they were dang near unstoppable today.
0: Yeah, and Wendell Wendell had one of his better games of the season just by the eye test. I mean, from a s- scoring standpoint, it was okay. Five of 11 shooting, 16 points it was actually more efficient than he normally is. But in 31 minutes, a plus minus of 23, like that's crazy. And the 12 assists there, uh-huh. I mean, from a point guard. And I know we get excited and I kind of blame, I kind of blame Steph Curry for this, but. You know, with these point guards, we always think they need to be big scorers. And we've seen that at Auburn, right? And Jared Harper was a key part of of what the Auburn basketball program's ascension looked like. But I want my point guard to make the people on the floor around them better. And when you have 12 assists, uh yeah, I think you're doing that. So and a few of those, there, there was one where he like I think he was like a Jedi or something. He used the force to you know, kind of get the ball around this guy. I think it was to, it was either to Cardwell or to Broom. And, I mean, he just had three or four passes where it's just like, whoa. He kind of took that next step to me today.
1: Well, you, you touched on it. The 12 assists, And when you watched his play today, if you go into a game and say, I'm going to go ahead and draw up what I want a point guard to do, how they look, how they can – he controlled – the flow, and the game. It was like the game was on a string for him. I I use the term to you, wizardry, right? So not only were the 12 assists big, you have to recognize what your strengths are in that particular game, what you're rolling with that day. And as the point guard, you have to kind of amplify those and say, okay, I know where our bread is being buttered today, so let me get the ball in this guy's hands. Let me – And it's not only getting the ball in certain guys' hands, it's where you get the ball, on the floor, to those guys. And so I'm going to give you an example. When you talk about the Jedi mind trick stuff, he got a a backside rebound and pretended that he was going to dribble the ball back out. Right. And he took one step, fake pass to the perimeter, switched hands, and went around a guy to broom who was standing all by himself. It was one of the most Mm. sweet passes I've ever seen. That's what you want from your point guard. He distributed the ball. The, he, he controlled the
0: game. It was like in his hand, like a globe today. I'm, I'm with you. Um, Joey pointed this out, and he's absolutely right. Nine total turnovers for the Auburn Tigers. I and mean, we're talking about a team where like Alan Flanagan had seven by himself like a week ago. So, I mean, you, you talk about South Carolina, like they're not a good basketball team. But Auburn in some situations, make things harder on themselves than they need to, only having nine turnovers. Like, I'll I'll take that in a heartbeat.
1: Well, I'm all about doing what you're supposed to do. If you're you're better than an opponent and you're supposed to, if you win games you're supposed to win and steal a couple that you're not supposed to and maybe lose a few that you're not supposed to, you're going to have a great year. I mean, it's just, it's math. So this game, Auburn was supposed to win. They were favored to win. They were on the road. Now look, South Carolina is not a very good basketball team, but any day—I don't want to sound cliche—but things can happen on any given day. And case in point, they beat Kentucky on the road and beat Clemson. Clemson's ranked and is probably in the one spot in the ACC right now. Right. So if you let your guard down, anybody can sneak up and bite you. And so when you're hunted, when you got that target on your back, and you're the one that come, coming in on the on the road, and you're ranked, how you respond? is very important and Auburn just didn't yeah. go on the road and oh you know it's a win it's a win just get that win no they they won very very
0: emphatically and I think that's very important yep uh Hunter and Phil in the live chat talking about Yohan Treor his best game of the season I think it was his highest scoring output and since Colgate I believe Daryl which has been mm-hmm. a minute obviously um eight points on three of six shooting most of his shots for from uh, behind the arc, five of his six, he made two of them. I don't love that, but the fact that he made two of five, like, okay, maybe that was the right call. Um, and, and he did it in 10 minutes. And if he would have made his free throws, he would have scored 10 points in 10 minutes, which yeah. I don't think is a crazy ask. So maybe, maybe he showed something late. I don't know, Daryl, how many of those points he would have gotten if it was a closer game, just being honest with you. But still, I like what I saw from you on Trejor today.
1: I'm gonna to go on a limb and say this. If Treyor yeah. figures it out and starts to mature as a freshman and finally you know with, with that old adage that by the time you're done with your freshman year, you shouldn't be or play like a freshman anymore, you know you're, you're already got that behind you. If he starts to come down the stretch and have a maturation process by getting games under his belt and contributes like that, yeah, watch out. I'm just telling you because then Auburn becomes very, very dangerous from a depth standpoint because you've got a big who can score besides Broom. Because right now, Mm -hmm. Cardwell gives you about four points a game, defensive energy, but he's not a threat to get you double digits. You get a guy coming off the bench that's 6'10", that can get you double digits, and Auburn can make a
0: very nice run. That's right. Uh, War Eagle Wyoming saying, let's not forget that we've been doing this without Simo, Chris Moore, Give him the chance to get fully healthy for the stretch run. Then we can get better when he returns. Mm-hmm. Hey Amen. Um, you don't You really We well, need to rush him back now. No, you don't. But like Auburn almost looks better post mm-hmm. his injury. And I'm not I saying know. Auburn's a better team without Chris Moore, but since he's been out of action and unavailable for this team, and they've looked better on both sides of the floor, in my opinion. Daryl, I'm not saying don't play Chris Moore when he comes back, but I do think I do think it's a little unfair just to say, oh, well, when Chris Moore comes back, Auburn all of a sudden gets better because he's there. But there's some chemistry stuff that's really clicking for this team right now. If you bring in another guy, how does it impact that?
1: Well, I mean, you know, you've got a uh, a data point with that with last year. There's history, there's a precedence. Auburn, to me, last year looked better before Flanagan returned. And, you know, I think that you can that, – that, that comment's interesting. I think that, that the same thing is happening here. And it's not because of talent or ability or – it's about just chemistry. It's about flow. And last year when Alan Flanagan came back from an Achilles injury, I feel like a little too soon, yeah. Auburn's flow was disrupted a little bit. What's happened is Chris Moore going out of the lineup has forced Alan Flanagan to put his big point, big boy pants on, right, and play. It sometimes you have to, there has to be adversity, and you get forced into being what you need to be, and that's what's happened with Flanagan, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and, and Flanagan once again, I mean, he didn't score double digits, which is a, which is a shame because it would have been nice for him to get that double double. But eight points, three of seven shooting, made both of his free throws, ten rebounds. No turnovers. No turnovers. Did he have? He had three assists. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's That's a a nice nice stat line. that's effective. Uh, Second highest plus minus on the team. Wendell was plus twenty three, and Allen was plus twenty two. (laughs) Like, if if I would have told you that going into the season about Allen Flanagan, if I would have told you that Daryl two months ago that this was going to be like Allen Flanagan's kind of new, the new version of what to expect from him, you would have taken that in a heartbeat.
1: Well, I, I, I would. I mean, I think efficiency is one thing we did not use in the same sentence as Alan Flanagan. I always felt like it was feast or famine with him. You you were going to have to put up with the turnovers and some of the things that happened to get big get big outings, right? Big yep. explosion scoring. Mm-hmm. And right now, he's just giving you great, efficient stat lines. i take, you know, again, I hate that he didn't get that 10 points, but who wouldn't take 10 points, 10 rebounds, and no turnovers from Flanagan. I mean, that's an efficient basketball game right now.
0: That's right. And then, um, I mean, Jalen, a solid 12 points, um, six rebounds. He really had a lot of, um, it's pretty dangerous from like that mid range, which I don't love when we take those, but, those mid-range kind of teardrop shots from Jalen and Janai t- uh, tonight actually landed. Those don't normally feel like they land. It seems like, Oh yeah. rim out. Man, They got them
1: in it. They got them up and up and over quick. I mean, they got them out of their hands and the ball never touched the floor. They didn't try to put it on the floor. So, mm-hmm. we, you know, we got a comment too. a couple of friends of mine are, are listening. So I, I really appreciate that. One from Georgia, one here from Millbrook, a couple Sweet. of good friends, Tim Estes and Kelly Varner. So thanks. I appreciate them jumping
0: on. And, uh, being a part of this as well. Of course. All right. Storm, that is his real name, has an interesting question. I want to touch on that in a second, Daryl. But look, South Carolina, it's in their name. They're used to things going south. And that's unfortunate. It just is. It just is. Uh, So South Carolina, they know all about going south. It's obviously not great. But our friends at Henry Service Company are the guys you need to call when things go south in your home Or business, whether it's residential or commercial, they have you covered. And, I mean, they they can do pretty much anything. They're like, let's don't kid ourselves. They can pretty much do anything, whether it's plumbing, HVAC, electrical. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're in the the Montgomery Tri-County area, they're going to be able to take care of you. You know of their service firsthand, Darrell.
1: Yeah, they're a triple threat. I think that that's the key is diversity. You know everything under one roof, uh, being able to take care of HVAC needs and plumbing and electrical. It's rare that you can find somebody that's high level in all three aspects like that. And how cool is it one-stop shop if you own a company or you run a company like I do, and you don't have to call three different dudes to come out for three different problems. And that's yeah. one of the things why I use them and why I'm so pleased with Henry Service Company.
0: Yeah, so be sure to check out our friends at Henry Service Company, that number 334-288-2700. Alabama license number 00021. Going back to the conversation about, I guess, Alan Flanagan and Chris Moore, Storm asked the question. So, do you bring Chris Moore off the bench when he gets healthy? And right now, as we record this minutes after the game ends, and so we're a little emotional, we're not extremely level headed talking about this, but I, I say yes. I think you have to start Alan Flanagan unless, you know, he starts playing like he did, you know, a few months ago. Well,
1: let's be honest. We're booging a little bit, right? After let's boog. Win- win- I mean, road
0: win. We're gonna boog. I mean, that's you go on the road for
1: the whole week and come away two and zero. It's well deserved. So, but I I think that yeah, the 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 nice run and the good feelings about this team right now, where we're at, I think you have to bring them off the bench for a couple mm-hmm. reasons. Number one, you don't throw somebody into the starting lineup that's coming off a shoulder injury, especially when it's their shooting. Sh- shoulder you kind of ease them back in just from a physical standpoint but then when you're playing your best basketball of the year during that stretch from an emotional standpoint you also ease them back in so there's two reasons right there where I see him getting 15 minutes and coming off the bench but he's the kind of kid that'll be okay with that too that's important he's not going to sulk he's not going to pout he's going to be okay with that and say look whatever helps the team win I'm willing to do it and that's why you love him
0: yeah, I, I expected him to leave this past off season, and the fact that he's the kind of man that you just talked about, and um, War Eagle Wyoming saying the same thing, like he he's he loves Auburn, he loves his team, he's gonna be a team first guy. So yep. I'm with you, I'm with you on that. Daryl, let's zoom out just a hair. So Auburn is now six and one in SEC play when, like a week and a half ago, we were saying, would you take nine and nine? Everybody's like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that now that now, now that honestly seems ridiculous. Um, but you look at it right now, and Tennessee hasn't gone final yet. They're still, yeah, they're up by, yeah, they're up by a lot against LSU. So Alabama six and zero conference play. They play Missouri uh, in about fifteen minutes. That should tip off. Auburn six and one. Tennessee six and one. Texas A and M now five and one after they lost to Kentucky earlier today, and then Kentucky four and three. Missouri at three and three is interesting if they can beat Alabama later today i'm not buying that but boy would that be wild if it happened Tough
1: place to play columbia is not easy
0: yeah yeah and missouri's like they've shown that they can do it we'll, yeah. we'll see um they haven't looked that great in the last week or so but we'll see um but boy like uh, the whole conversation is can auburn be a top four seed in the sec tournament and looking ahead the answer to that is yes the answer to that is absolutely yes because i think the drop off from alabama auburn and tennessee is pretty dramatic. And we'll learn more about that when Auburn hosts Texas A&M next. I hate that that's an 8 o'clock game because I think that should be like where everybody can see it at 6 o'clock. But it is what it is. We'll recap it regardless. We'll go live a little after 10 probably that night. But it's just that game is so important. And the fact that maybe Kentucky exposed them a little bit um, may help. May help, Auburn. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But just the way that everything's kind of fallen today so far, it's been a net positive for auburn there's no question about it
1: yeah i think that um auburn and tennessee in the conference right now are closer to each other than tennessee is to alabama now some of these national pundits and the sec network who can't put a schedule up apparently graphics correct has auburn playing arkansas two more times when they don't instead what of texas state you know they did it 3 times and then i could barely hear the color commentator, Matt Weiss, because he had his his lips firmly planting on Alabama's backside the whole game, with how much he loved Alabama. So, I mean, I get it, but you're doing an Auburn game, dude. So, I, we get it. There's Alabama and everybody else, but I think Auburn and Tennessee are closer to each other than <laughs> than Alabama and Tennessee is. I think sure. I, I do. I agree. There's that separation. Okay, but make your point and move on. And so, right. I, I hope that. You know, the Texas AM game is another outlier. If Auburn at home can win that game and win it convincingly, there's more separation to be had there. Yeah. And then you're ready to go down the stretch. You got that non conference game at West Virginia that I think is a dangerous game in Morgantown. But now you're, you got your ankles taped and you're ready to go for that brutal stretch.
0: Is it bad? I just don't care about that West Virginia game. Like we're in the middle of SSG. It is playing. bad. It's
1: bad. It's bad because what, what's going to end up happening is, listen West Virginia beat TCU who just absolutely boat raced took their manhood from yeah. them in Kansas Kansas yeah. so you start playing the domino game and then if Auburn goes on the road which is a very tough place to play and beats West Virginia they look at wins like that at the end of the, I mean look it could make the difference between a six and a five seed or a five and a four seed come tournament time that's why it matters it it, it doesn't hurt in the sec i get it but it could auburn right now is playing for national seating as well and that's a great place to be let's just say it. it's 16 and 3 and 6 and 1 and probably 13th or 14th in the poll that comes out next week maybe 14th they're playing for national aspirations so that game matters
0: yeah and somebody asked what quad would that be i'm, gonna, I'm trying to find that for you I know this while you're looking that up. I, I, Auburn only has what they kept saying today,
1: and I thought they were mistaken. I thought the Northwestern game was a quad one win. It was not, apparently. They only have one quad one win, and that's Arkansas. Uh, they're it, one it, and two in quad one games.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a quad one win, but they lost. West Virginia is 24th right now in the net, so that would be a quad one game. Well, there you go.
1: Yeah, and, it, and it's it's on the road. It's not neutral. Yeah. Uh that's a that's a true road game. So those kind of games at the end of the year could be the
0: difference between a five seed and a four seed. Yep. So Ashton, to answer your question, it would be a quad one game next week. Um oh yeah, Clay mentioned this, and I want to bring this up. Thank you for saying this, Clay. Remember what Zepp's attitude was about when they said before the game on the Locked On Auburn podcast about disrespect. I asked Zepp when he came on the show yesterday just about the South Carolina stuff. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense because we're taking every opponent so seriously. And he was aware of the fact that South Carolina beat some teams that were better than them. And, you know, you got to take everybody seriously. So the mindset of that team, I think it's going to help them. I I really think it's going to help them. This is a mature team. And you're starting to see individual players change what they do a little bit, Daryl for the betterment of the team. We talked about Chris Moore being a team guy, but like Katie Johnson tonight, he shot it four times across 18 minutes. He shot it four times and only one of them was a three. That is just something totally different than what we've seen uh, throughout his, his career, but specifically his time at Auburn. And even like what Wendell's doing, Wendell got to the, uh, he shot it 11 times and only four of them were threes. And so, I mean, you started seeing him feed it down more. I mean, he had more assists than he did shot attempts. I, I would have never have thought that going into conference uh-uh. play.
1: No. And that announcer that we were referred to made a great point. I mean, fair's fair. Is fair. He said last year, Wendell green would have taken the shot there instead of passing the shot up mm. and do, and that's the one where he kind of stepped back and looked like he was going to shoot a fadeaway, which would have been a four shot yeah. and found broom all on for the dunk. So you're right. I think Katie Johnson Made to me a very smart play where he pump faked a dude that was gonna was running out in him at a three and made a gorgeous blow by put the ball on the floor dribble drive penetration to the basket which was a, those type of things are winning basketball plays and in a capsule in a microscope in a in a moment in a game it's small but mm-hmm. put five or six of those together yep and it's doing what you're talking about it's giving
0: up things for the betterment of the team that's right like tonight Janai broom needed 17 shot attempts he did
1: he did he he, he, he should have got – all the touches he got he dang well better got cuz they, they keep feeding him when he's playing like that in south carolina could just not guard him i mean look without gg jackson or you know getting 23 points and Shooting from so much from the perimeter, mm-hmm. that's a thirty-point loss. I mean, he kept them in the game. I, at one that's point true. in the second half, all twelve of South Carolina's points were from him. So Auburn's fine with that. You know, they took they took uh, the other big guy that wears the the headband, Hayden Brown, away a little bit mm-hmm. inside. That he he was struggling with matchup problems. wasn't quick enough to get a shot off.
0: I didn't realize he really... scored 30. I didn't realize Gigi scored third. I knew he was going yeah. off. I didn't realize yeah. he hit I mean, that's, that's
1: impressive. But, I mean, you would think where they've been if he just – I mean, you know what? He's been averaging in league play? Nine. How? How? Well, like, are they not throwing him the ball?
0: Well, there was one game where he had, like, zero. Like, I think he literally well, – I, I get it. Game. But, I mean, Boy, I don't, that's don't see how that – your
1: average. I don't see how that dude is averaging nine a game in conference yeah. play. I just don't. I mean, I think he's a legit 15, 16 – So, let's just say – he scores 16, which is a nice game. I mean, yep. they were going to have to get 14 from somebody else, and nobody else was giving that to him. So credit to him. But I think Auburn was okay with that. I think they, the game plan was we're still going to take advantage of our size down low. And yep. he got him. He got in foul trouble too. Jackson did.
0: Mm. Uh, all right, let's open up some uh, comments, questions, and live chat. And if you've said something that we didn't acknowledge and you want us to, just don't um, don't be afraid to say it again. Bob's saying a very good point. A road win by this margin is a very good win. Yeah, we think the line was six and a half. If we're wrong on that, call us out. But yeah, Auburn won on the road by way more than six and a half. So, I mean, we, we talked about this. Auburn's schedule is about to get a lot tougher. Getting wins at LSU and getting wins at South Carolina. While none of, neither of those teams are very good or impressive, um, you still get them, which is, which is great.
1: Well, you know, it's funny. There's been a narrative over the last week about Auburn's conference schedule and how they've caught breaks on who they've played to this point. And I'm not going to argue that that's not true. Auburn has been fortunate. But the, the team that's leading, and I'm not making this podcast about Alabama, I'm just making a comparison, that the team that's leading the conference right now, yeah, Alabama, the the, 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 the combined record of the SEC opponents that they've played is 9-26. and 26 coming into today. Auburn's were ten and twenty-five. So everybody's beating up on the bottom feeders. Auburn's not the only the narrative that Auburn's the only team to benefit from that is laughable. The team that's leading the league and is very, very good and has separated themselves, their combined opponents in the SEC record was nine and twenty six.
0: The difference though is, the difference though is non-con, right? Because I mean Correct. Alabama that, Alabama's
1: and that's where Alabama deserves to be on the one line right now because their non-conference schedule has yeah. been very impressive. But yep. we're in conference play right now, and Auburn's getting slapped by people for oh, they're playing all the bottom feeders. They're that they've played the t- bottom four teams in the conference. Yeah, so has Alabama I, or other I, team? I think Auburn kind of likes that they're being slapped right now. Take this, the district, and who I don't and I don't. I heard that comment. From Zep, when he was on your show about somebody saying, watch out, South Carolina, who said that on the SEC
0: network? Because, I mean. Did did any of the analysts go to South Carolina? I can't think of any. No. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I I, I should have asked them, but I, I didn't want to put them on the spot. Jeff says, hey, guys, War Eagle, do we know why Jay Quinterly from Bama is smack talking on Twitter to Auburn already when the game's like two weeks away? I haven't seen that. Um, I saw,
1: I saw it when it was live. I saw it up live this morning. I saw broom body bag him after the comment and I saw him delete his Twitter that quick. So, and then there were some screenshots. Well, somebody, somebody, and this is where it's not good. If you're an Auburn fan, don't tweet at basketball players that from opposing teams, just don't leave that alone. And if you're a basketball player, don't, but a fan tweeted at him, at Quinterly and said, you're a five-star and you're a fifth-year senior and made a joke. And then Quinterly came back with an expletive and said, we're going to beat you 30 at your place. And then Broom came back with the clown emoji and said, it's going to take all of it. And then he deleted that. And then somebody got in his private mentions and screenshotted Quinterly basically threatening him, calling him names and stuff. So it's just not a good look. It's Yikes. it's one of those things that you just don't need to get in down in the mud with. If you're an Auburn fan, if you're and if you're a player, just stay above that fray. But it is pretty stupid for a for a player uh, to go ahead and make that declaration that you're going to beat your opponent, a rival, by 30 at their place. Not smart. I mean, that's you don't want to do that. You definitely don't want that because that's definite bulletin board material.
0: Yep. Bob mentioning, love the way the guys took care of the ball today. There's no question about it. (laughs) Ashton saying, KD got that yellow light from Bruce. Because he always says, you know, all these players get a green light. He's got that yellow light. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And I've asked Zepp on the show a few times. I'm like, do y'all talk about shot selection? Is Bruce telling y'all to modify that? Because it's changing. Like, it's very clearly changing. And he keeps saying no. I don't know if I fully buy it, but he keeps saying no. Um, Daryl, Ricky says, how many sec wins does Auburn get this year? You want to take a stab at that? Yeah, I think Auburn's going to go 12 and six. I think that stretch that's
1: going to be very brutal on the backside that Auburn's not going to go into the wilderness. They're going to win some of those games, but some of those games are going to be tough. So I would say 12, 12 and six or 13 and five is where I feel like Auburn will, will, will finish.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking 12 and six if I had to guess. David saying the line was 12 and a half. Okay. Okay. Still covered. Still covered. Yep. So there you go. Because good teams win, great teams cover. Amen. And great and, and elite teams cover on the road. Uh that's true. That's true. Let's see. Who else? Uh who else wants this? If they lose, his mention's gonna be in shambles, Dap. Yeah, talking about Quinterly, I assume. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. That'd be great, but also well, like you don't, don't I, tweet at players. Like, just don't, don't tweet it. at players.
1: Just don't. And look, I'm not just you know I, I'm not trying to make it look like I'm piling on one particular school. I'm I'm saying as an Auburn fan, just don't. There's nothing that can be good or gained mm-hmm. from that. And he obviously Quinterly wised up and deleted his deactivated his account right after Broom kind of called him
0: out, but. Again, that's deactivated his account. Yeah, I'm not even saying he took the tweet down.
1: No, he deactivated his account. You couldn't for for a while. You couldn't, in fact, in his mention, somebody said something about you know, bad look to talk smack and then delete your account. And he went back at the guy pretty harshly and called him a you know, I said a foul name. So here's the deal even if you're broom, this is the new age of, of social media, right? You sure you smack talk on the court, and usually it's over and when you get back on the bus now you can do it on social media and i just let a sleeping dog lie is the way i look at it answer with a double double mm-hmm. but i but broom calling him a clown was kind of funny i go oh you. it's now, hilarious the clown emoji was funny and really he kind of set himself up for that but again it's it's one of those deals where that's unfortunate this just, just settling on the court all this extracurricular mm-hmm. stuff you know
0: Yep, it is what it is, though.
1: And uh, I hope that people understand that. Like we said, recruits, players, just don't. Just leave them alone.
0: Yeah. Joey says, since 2019, Auburn is 44-1 versus Quad 3 and Quad 4 teams. Pearl's teams don't take anyone lightly. Okay. That's pretty good. I didn't realize that was a thing, Joey. Thank you for sharing that.
1: If you watch and listen to his press conferences, he always goes out of his way to make it look like whoever they're playing is the defending national champion. Mm -hmm. He'll, he'll highlight things and say, you know, like his press conference, he talked about Jackson. He talked about the Kentucky game, the Clemson game. He has a he, he really has a way of, of making sure that his team's got the attention of the, of the, you know, of, of who he's trying to play.
0: Yep. Uh, Lucio says Auburn can't shoot threes. But Bama can't either. You know, Auburn scored 81 points by shooting 17.6 percent from behind the arc. That's that's How many do they take? How many do do they
1: take though? Because to me, that's more important.
0: Uh, Only 17. Say, I mean, again,
1: when you got the when you're plus 26 in the paint, Mm -hmm. don't chuck up threes. Why? It's if it's working, if it's broke, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right? I mean, so I think that's the key. You got that big advantage down low. There's no reason
0: to shoot. Right. Yep. Uh, Bob asking what Jalen's plus minus was. Jalen played thirty minutes. His plus minus was sixteen. So tied for third. Wow, that's that's impressive. <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. Wendell was twenty three. Allen's was pl- he was plus twenty two. Jalen and Jai were plus sixteen. How Jai didn't lead in plus minus is wild to me. I just would have I would have not guessed that. Probably because pretty-
1: Jackson was on the floor. I, I, You know, when people substitute, coaches will strategically, if they see a guy go off the floor, they'll sub their dude then. Yeah. And I think that's what happened because they were kind of dueling each other scoring-wise. So when Broom came off the floor, I think Jackson got his breathers. And so that kind of is what evens it out there.
0: J- uh, no, Trey Donaldson, nine minutes minus eight. And then Leor Berman, similar boat. He played eight minutes, was minus seven, so not great. There was a comment earlier in the live chat that Trey looked lost out there, and I don't disagree. I mean, there's a reason he only played nine minutes. Um, I still don't understand why Zep's not the backup point guard. I just I don't either. And Zep
1: Zep played 22 minutes, right, and got some points late when he went to the foul line. um, Got all his points, all of his points from the free throw line. I would love to see him be the backup point guard. I guess you can't start him at the two, though, if you do that. I mean, you know, you can't. I, I think I'm okay I, with that. Wouldn't you be okay with that? Oh, I would. I, I mean, but then again, you're taking your best on-the-ball defender I, I actually out of the starting think you line can. Up.
0: I actually think you can start him at the two if you just change how you rotate. Get him out quick then. I mean, get him out in the first couple minutes. Get him
1: out let quick him, and let, then – and then he comes in for Wendell at the six minute mark or something and like that. And then
0: when Wendell comes back in, you can scoot him back over to the two and take KD out. So I I think you could. I think you could yeah. do that. But um, I and just the emergence like that of Berman, the
1: emergence of Berman, say that fast five times, lets you do that too. Cause he's a natural two. He, he I mean he is a prototypical two guard. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah. And you know, where you go, Wyoming saying Lior providing quality minutes in reserve. Maybe. I mean, eight minutes and he was minus seven. Like, that's not great. But. It's like
1: War Eagle, Wyoming is in my head today. Cause like I'll say something. I mean, and it's not, he's not, it, we're like saying it at the same time. It's pretty amazing. It's I've, nev-
0: I've never seen you and War Eagle, Wyoming at the same At the same place at the same time. Yeah. I may have that's a little secret account running here sideways. That's right. That's all I'm saying. Um, cool. Awesome. This has been fun. Thank you so much to uh, the Henry Service Company for making this the Henry Service Company post-game show. Whether you need um, HVAC or plumbing or electrical, they've got you covered as long as you're in the you know, the Montgomery, Tri-County area. Give them a call, 334-288-2700. Alabama license number 00021. Daryl, we will do this after Auburn takes on Texas A&M. Boy, what an important, what a crucial and important game. When you talk about standings, and overall seeding in the SEC tournament, it's going to be huge. It's going to be a really, really big one. That tip is at 8 Wednesday night, Mm. and we'll go live right when it's over. Give us – you got any uh, projections or predictions for that one? I think Neville
1: Arena puts Auburn over the top. I think Auburn comes out and plays with a lot of high energy and emotion because they're so excited to get back home, and they also see the separation that can be had, right? So
0: I think Auburn wins that game from eight, anywhere from 8 to 10. Well, and also just another storyline about this. You know how good Auburn basketball's video team is. This will be the first home game now that they own the longest active home winning streak in college basketball. You know they're going to have something cool planned. You know it. I agree. And don't forget who knocked Auburn out of the SEC tournament last year. Ooh. Good
1: point. Don't think that's not circled as well. Good point. Dap, how can people give you some love, brother? little dap, 6410 follow me on Twitter Monday morning with Ben Taylor uh, Auburn, over like of this morning Wani at 710 double D Monday we'll talk all on. things sports
0: yep all yep. things sports and you can uh and you can find all of my written work at auburndaily.com. we'll see you soon this has been locked on Auburn.